I've been where you are. I've been where you are. It's 10.30 p.m., freezing cold, about 30 degrees. I didn't get my 10,000 steps. I was at like 2,000, so I had to bundle up, put on two pairs of pants, two pairs of shirts, two pairs of sweaters, and a long down jacket, and I'm out here walking. I did a call, a coaching call with a student, and now I want to talk to you guys. Here's the thing, like, I've been where you are. I know what it's like. Sometimes coding at night to improve your life can feel like me walking. This sucks. Normally, I walk on a treadmill. You get a sweat. You feel so good afterwards. The endorphins are kicking. But I'm out here in the cold. There's no sweat, which means there's very few endorphins. There's very few, few like, if good feelings after this. Like, sometimes sitting down to code at your desk feels like this. It's a fucking nightmare. And this isn't a nightmare, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, it feels miserable. And by the way, like, I, I know what that's like. I've been there. You know, I've been in a position where I didn't know any way to improve my life except technology. I didn't know anything that could get me out of the situation I was in except for technology. And learning to code is just one way. IT could be a path for some people. Uh, there could be other paths, but I, I happen to do programming, being a programmer. I had a terrible scenario that I needed to get out of. I was living with my parents. I was 25. I was depressed. I was like, I was just previously addicted to heroin. I had moved back home, dropped out of college. I didn't know what I was going to do. And it was a nightmare scenario I was living with. I didn't even have my own room. Me and my brother shared a room because my parents were so broke. My parents did really well before the 2008 crash. But after the 2008 crash, we were below poor. We were like below the poverty line. So, and I just, it was such a negative environment. They were good people. Everybody in the house was good people. They're all good people. But it just so happened to be a negative environment. Can any of you relate? Like, it was a toxic environment. I'm 33 now. I'm 33. It was a nightmare being 25 and living there. So what did I do? I used programming to change my station in life. Just like I know a lot of you listening to this podcast are wanting to do. You want to use programming to change your trajectory to change your station. Stop working at the gas station. Stop working at the grocery store to change your future. How do you get into that next level? I can like see it. How do you reach for that shit? Okay, it starts with this. The understanding that this has to become an identity. You are a programmer. You are a developer. Let's say you're a data scientist. You're a data scientist. Let's say you want to be an IT guy. You're an IT guy. Like this has to become an identity. Why? Because when it's an identity, you fucking do it every single day. And why is that important? Because the repetition is what builds your self-confidence. 
The self-confidence is what builds your ability to actually do interviews. The interviews build your ability to get a job. The jobs build your ability to change your station and improve your life. And by the way, you could replace the word job for client. Everything I just said applies for either people doing a job path or a freelancer path. Two completely parallel paths. You can do them at the same time. That's what I've done. And I've done either or at different times and I've done them both at the same time. So I know what it's like. And some people never want a job. Some people never want to be a freelancer. They're both valid. And to be honest, they both are very similar. They're very different as well, obviously. One, you're a business owner. One, you're an employee. So they're very different. But guess what? They're similar in a lot of other ways. You could be an engineer at Apple. You could be an engineer at Google. You could be an engineer at Facebook. Or you could be a business owner that makes a million dollars. Do you think the status is similar? It's the exact same. Status, it's the same. I make a million dollars per year in my business. I make 600 grand as a principal engineer. Like it's, you know, similar, even sometimes more status to be. So the point is, guys, you can pick any path to get you to the goal. You have to make a decision about the process to get there. There's paths, there's maps, there's woods to walk through. But the process of walking has to be locked in like a fucking machine. That process is coding programming. This is what, like, I've been exactly where you are, sitting at home, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., you have to code. You haven't coded yet today. You have to send 20 emails because you need a client to be able to support your family because you have a cat or child or son, and you have to be able to, like, I've done exactly that. And it works, dude. It works. I sat on my friend's couch in Chicago I moved and sold everything I had, moved out of my house, moved to Chicago, sat on my friend's couch, didn't know anybody except this one guy, met him on the internet. Surprise, surprise. In, on the couch, I knew I had to do something. So I started sending, I found a website. It was called builditwith.me. doesn't exist anymore, but guess what? It was just like Product Hunt. It was just like all these sites that exist now. It was a site where people posted their ideas for startups. These weren't people that were saying, I want a developer. They were saying, I have an idea. So I was innovative and I saw that and I said, you know what? I bet 1% of these people would be willing to pay me to build this. So I sent 200 emails to people from that site. And I got somebody, a employee of PayPal, an employee of eBay. They teamed up, Max and he later went on to become a Udemy employee, a director of business development. And he started, he, this guy actually ended up running some of the biggest conferences in the United States uh, for his niche. And I was, I remember building his startup. <laughs> so I was sitting on this couch, sending emails. I got a response, got on the phone, talked to him. He paid me 750 bucks for two weeks of work. It was a two week sprint. He told me the idea. We drew up sketches. I never programmed Ruby on Rails. I never even programmed anything except C++. When I was 13, I programmed C and C++ to, just to play around. I wasn't that smart. I just did it to play around. And then when I was in high school, I programmed the TI-83 plus calculators for all the math competitions in, in North Carolina. So I did that. I got to sit out of all of a grade 
from all my classes because I was just sitting there programming hundreds of calculators. So I did that. So I had some experience with programming, but I mean, not web, like never did anything on the web, but I told him, you know what? I can do this. I told him I can build this for you. And it wasn't unethical. It was because I had confidence, not in my ability, but I had confidence in my ability to figure it out. My ability to figure it out. That's the only thing I had confidence in. So then I did it. I coded for two weeks. I looked at tutorials. I built what he wanted. He loved it. He used it to later go on and try to build the startup. The point isn't the story. The point is like, this is possible. The point is that this is possible for anybody. All of you, you can do this too. You can literally get a client that changes your life. Then you can get a job that changes your life. You know, I had never written a line of JavaScript before. And this, dude, none of this is like exaggerated. This is under exaggerated. I'd never written a line of JavaScript before. The company that I was interviewing for liked me for some reason. They hired me. They, I had no JavaScript on my portfolio. They hired me anyway. I went to the interview. I did well in the interview. I could communicate well. I was already a freelancer. I was working with multiple clients. I had a blog. I had 13 blog posts. That's it. I went to this interview. They accepted me. It was after like 10 interviews. Finally found the one that would accept me. I went to the job. I had never written a line of JavaScript before. On the very first day, one of the developers goes, I said, hey, can I shadow you? Because like I had no idea what I was doing. So I made the I, I had like made it seem like I just needed to shadow because I had made it seem like it was so complicated. I it, you had to shadow. So I did. I shadowed this guy, Hugo Hugo, and he said he opened the JavaScript debugger and he's like, oh, see that little error there? Well, uh, actually, of course you see that error. If you didn't see that error, then you'd be fired. But he was giggling and stuff. He was just kind of making a joke. But little did he know, like, I had never seen that error. I had never seen a JavaScript console error. I'd never written a line of JavaScript in my life. And I was just hired to be the only front-end developer on the second largest bidding site in the United States. The only developer on the front end. And by the way, it was a JavaScript-heavy website. Thick client. It was a boot base. It was a um, bootstrap project. This was back in 2012 when bootstrap was way bigger than it is now. I mean, now it's like a minuscule thing, but this was back in the day. Bootstrap was huge. So every day I came to work, positive, extremely positive attitude, extremely good energy, high quality state, learned in audiobooks. It was a 90 minute train ride from my apartment seven miles away from downtown Chicago. It was a 90 minute train ride. I walked two miles to get to the train at five in the morning for the 90 minute train ride to get to work early. And by the way, just like tonight, I had to wear two pairs of pants, two pairs of socks, two pairs of hats, two hats, two shirts, two sweaters, two coats, because it was Chicago in the winter. It was fucking freezing. It was below zero sometimes, but I had a great attitude. 
I walked all the way to the train station, sat in the train, listened to audiobooks, got to work, had an incredible attitude. And then when I was presented with a challenge, guess what happened? I succeeded because I knew I never done it, but I knew I could figure it out. So I would go home and research what I had to do the next day. The next day I had to do tests for a new type of index page. Okay, well, I knew it was an index page because they said they need a list. They need a list of items from the bids to this to output this data from the API. Okay, that's an index page. Let me go Google tutorials, JavaScript index page bootstrap. I would do the tutorials that night. The next day I would come into work, I would know what I'm doing. I implemented test-driven development there, never did that. Now, did I fail at this? No, I never programmed a line of JavaScript. I was hired at $30,000 a year, which you guys keep in mind, this is 2012. 2012 was very different than now. <laughs> Obviously, 2012, 30,000 was a junior position, and I skipped junior. I was hired as just a mid-level, just a regular web developer, and I was hired at a company that was underpaying their employees. They were paying mid-levels what you would pay a junior. They were paying seniors what you would pay a mid, even in 2012. So I worked on this project. We worked on it for nine months. I also did other things while I was there. I was presented with the idea or the, the uh, opportunity to build a JavaScript-based Valentine's Day memory matching card game for Hallmark Channel. And then I worked on something for McDonald's and then worked on something for NBC. And one thing for Major League Baseball, stuff like that. Just little JavaScript apps, widgets, like trivia games and stuff. I'd never done games before. I'd never done any of this shit before, but I did it. And I would be no stranger to asking questions. I would go around talking to the other uh, developers there and say, hey, could you show me how you would do this? Could you show me how you would actually build this? Okay. Now, get this. This sounds like a pretty crazy story, right? Get this. At the nine-month mark with this company, I was given a raise from $30,000 a year to $60,000. And I was part of a – I had in, instigated a, a mini revolution inside the company where I had convinced all the developers that we were underpaid because we were. It wasn't my opinion. It was just facts. I looked at the market. I saw what they were getting paid. I saw what we were getting paid. I knew we were mids. So I told everybody and we all went to the manager and complained off and on about a month later, the manager was a really incredible human. He gave everybody a raise to the level they should be. So we got a $30,000 raise one day, four people got it. Now, after this, about six months later, I was invited to the white house as an innovation fellow. That was a different story. That's a whole other story I'll have to tell you. After that, I moved to Santa Barbara to help build a, a company that does captions for Netflix, JavaScript stuff. That's a whole other story. Then after that, I helped start a podcast company that exited for $50 million. That's a whole other story. After that, I helped build an app that grows $3 million in three years. That's a whole other story. After that, and dudes, I never knew how to do any of this fucking shit. I never knew how to do any of this stuff. If you believe in your ability to figure it out, you can do anything. I'm not that smart. 
you could do this. You could do all these things. Just say yes. New opportunity, yes. New idea, yes. New thing, yes. Say yes until you can't say yes anymore. The people that tell you to say no to everything, they're people that have said yes to everything to the point to which they have no time left, no success left. They've become successful. Now they have to invert and say no to protect their time to have more success. Before that, before you have success, you have to say yes to everything. It's a simple optimization algorithm versus a discovery algorithm. You have to start with a discovery algorithm before you move to an optimization algorithm. It's just the way the world is. God knows why nobody teaches us this. God knows why nobody talks about this. It's just the way the world is. So I hope this story kind of gave you a bit of a, a sh- awakening that like you can do this. Now, here's the deal. A lot of you listening to this podcast, you've been listening since 2015 when I started it. You're probably already a developer, but don't stop there. Don't settle, dude. Don't fucking settle. Wake up. The world is in pain. You have to help. Okay? How do you help? Become more successful. Become more successful, accumulate resources, and then give those resources to people that need them. Become a steward of resources, okay? Time, money, energy, people, etc. Resources. Don't settle. I meet so many people that are a developer now after dreaming it for two years. They're getting paid 38 grand for being a WordPress developer at some shitty little agency and and wherever, and they love it, and that's their life. Don't settle, dude. My God, this is not your, like, you could do anything you want. Being a web developer at some random, like, you could be a developer at 10 agencies. You could be a developer at Google, at Facebook, at YouTube, at, you know, you could be a developer that builds your own app, your own startup. You could get funded. You could be, you know, you could do anything. Dude, you could make uh, development tutorials on YouTube. You could fucking do anything you want. Don't settle for the little success that you've already had. My gosh. Here's the deal, dude. Settle if the world's happy. If it was 65 years ago, or maybe not 65, if it was 25 years, every time has their own problems, so this doesn't work. But if it was 10 years ago, fine. Fucking do it. Go get a job where you're paid $46,000 a year, and uh, or 75 or whatever, you know, 75 grand a year, like Maslow's hierarchy says, 75 grand a year, and just be happy. That's fine. But dude, that's not the world we're living in. The world's in pain. People are hurting. Become a helper. Help people out. Make something. Do something. Become more successful. Aspire for something more. Don't cap. Don't limit. Don't slow down. Fucking go. Anybody that tells you to slow down is afraid of being left behind. You have no idea how many people want you to not go fast. Everybody, every friend you have, every family member you have, and it's not because they're bad people, they're great people. That's why. 
<laughs> that's what we don't get. They don't want you to slow down because it's bad for you. They love you. It keeps you close to them for you to slow down, for you to not aspire to run your own company and go gallivanting around the world. That keeps you close to them. And they're good people. They love you. So of course they want you close to them. It, it's, it's backwards, okay? It's backwards. For you to hit your potential, you have to do things that are not in the best interest of other people. Unfortunately, short term, they're not going to be. The good news is long term, they will be. In the long term, they'll be best, the best interests of the whole world. Just put it like this. What if you could build a business that Bill Gates built that changed the entire world, but you didn't because you were like Jeff Bezos before he quit a quantitative. Jeff Bezos used to work at a quant hedge fund in New York, paid like 600 grand a year. He quit that to go start Amazon. Would you be happy with just $600,000 a year? How many people would be happy with that? Most people, right? But what if you could have been Jeff Bezos? What if you could have the impact he's had, help the world as much as he's had? You know how much this guy gives to charity? Do you know how much he's helping the world? You can argue that Amazon's not a good business. That's, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about, okay? You can improve Amazon. Amazon can be improved. The point is that it helps the world to accumulate resources and distribute them, not hoard them. Don't hoard these resources. Accumulate them, distribute out. Like Warren Buffett, the giving pledge. 50% of your wealth gone. Give it away. How many people in your family would love if you could give them money every month? How many people in your family could you retire? How many people in your friend group could you help? How many people do you know in your local community that could use food every week? Fucking wake up, guys. Everybody that's listening to this, the reason I'm harsh on you guys is be, and girls is because the people listening to this podcast, you're above average. You're not the guy working at the tobacco store that can't do anything else. You're above average to even have found this podcast. You're smart, you're intelligent, you're, you're, you're committed, you're, you're above average to even have gotten here. So wake up and start to push harder. Okay, I've been to the depths of hell and back. And if I've done it, you can do it. And by the way, if you need help with any of this shit, DM me, Instagram, at Dane Miller, email me, D-A-I-N, at hey, like waving hey, H-E-Y, dot com. Dane at hey dot com. DM me on Instagram, at Dane Miller. Let me help you, okay? I can fucking help you. I've done this. I've been where you are. The depths, risen from the ashes, fallen back to the depths, risen back from the ashes. Like, I've been there. I've done that. What if you got fired from a coding job? I've been there. I can help you get back. I got fired from one job. I got hired at a company where I helped it exit for 50 million. You think you're done until your next mission is brought to you. And then you change everything. Most people fail before the biggest success of their life. Most people fail before the biggest success and they never take the next step. So fucking do it, okay? DM me, email me. I don't even want 
the I'm not even doing this for money, guys. I, I'm literally doing this to try to build a group of 300 fucking people. I apologize for cussing. I'm passionate about this. I'm trying to build a group of 300 of you that are committed to using programming to change your life. And to do that, you, you can have success and then change the lives of hundreds and hundreds, thousands or millions of other people. Okay? This is the group, 300 of you. I'm going to build one by fucking one by fucking one like Sparta. And we're going to be in a line and we're going to march down the road and fucking take, take over and we're going to fix all this shit, okay? But the problem is you have to wake up. You have to believe you can do it. You have to believe in yourself. You have to stop listening to all the people that want you to slow down, that don't want you to be successful, that tell you you should be like everybody else. You should be normal. You shouldn't be like this. Fucking don't listen. Don't listen to them, okay? They don't get it. When you're successful, the more successful you are, the more you can help other people. This is not a selfish thing. You can help other people. Oh, by the way, will it help you? Yeah. Just by fucking happenstance, that's the way the world works. God forbid. Okay? So, this is the serious message I have tonight. Come and DM me. Email me. Let's talk. Because even if you don't want coaching, I can fucking help you wake up and take it to the next level. Stop settling. Let's go. See you guys next time.